last week we're looking at tag team champions of a different sort. Jerry Lawler. Oh yes, these guys are called PG-13. That's not a rating, that's a tag team. Oh really? JC Ice and Wolfie D, the USWA tag team champions. These guys are close, personal friends of mine. You're gonna be impressed, man. Wait till you see them. All right, JC Ice and Wolfie D. The USWA Tag Team Champions, but I believe they have their sights set on the WWF Tag Team Championship. We had an occasion to pick up these pre-recorded comments. Here's what they had to say. Smoking guns, man. You may not know us, but we sure know you. See, right now, you're the top dogs in the World Wrestling Federation. Two-time Tag Team Champions. <laughs> so? Well, we're the USWA Tag Team Champions, and these two punks from the hood are here to shock the world when we walk home with your gold. All right, Wolfie D and JC Ice, the USWA Tag Team Champions. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And today... We are covering PG-13 is WWF Raw. This is your time when you all were your first run there in 95. Now, I know we've talked a little bit about this in the past. We've talked a little bit, but we're actually going to do the watch along. We're going to do the Wolfie alternate commentary. The WCW (laughs) watch along numbers were great. And I just think we should continue this, especially with the matches that we can, you know. Anyway, to start today, though, how are you doing, Wolfie? You doing good, man? Doing great, man. I can't wait to watch some of this. These are old memories that, you know, uh, bring back a lot of memories. So, yeah, this is awesome. I, I love some of this stuff right here. We we should have got a break right there. Yeah. Bruce did not think that we were big enough, and yeah. that was a time period where everybody was big and blah, blah, blah. But then a couple right. of years, or even a year later, then here comes the loose doors. Here comes the lightweights. Here comes all that. So once again, just yeah. to prove that we're a little ahead of our time. It's almost like a sad situation in a way that you were just like two steps ahead of everybody to where it was like almost yeah. a detriment to you all getting your break. It's kind of ridiculous to think about and makes me a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me um, I think we were. I think we were a little ahead of our time, man. I really do. I say that yeah. about us. I've seen so many times where not just people in the business or, or whatever, but fans also are like, PG-13 was the most underrated tag team ever. And I, yeah. I, I truly believe that. I really do. Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan. That's what brought me, you know, to asking you to do this podcast. So, you know, first off, I'm a fan. Second, I'm a friend or flip that however you want to do it. But the cool thing is, is we're getting to cover these. I'm getting it directly from the horse's mouth. So, but let's do a little housekeeping. Now, the last episode we just took care of, been a great episode so far. The numbers are awesome. Thank you all so much, as always. You know, we covered your... (laughs) Come back to the ring. How's training yeah. going? How's everything going with your comeback? Well, he, uh, I, I hurt. I'm not going to lie. I still hurt. And uh, there's so many parts of my body that still need to be worked on. Uh, yeah. Some that are surgically repaired. Some that need to be surgically repaired. But we'll figure it out. 
I'm a warrior. Yeah. Have been. Yeah. Well, I know you're a warrior and I know you can handle that. The, the bionic man, <laughs> maybe that'll be <laughs> your new gimmick. Bionic Wolfie. Think about that. Hey, there's money in that. The, the one thing I think, man, is I think a lot of people are excited to see this. First of all, I even got direct messages in my Facebook. They're like, wait a second, Wolfie's come back. What's going on? Like, I'm the person that they should be asking about this. And I was just like, look, you know, if Wolfie says he's ready and able to do this, then we got to trust him on this, you know? So obviously we care about you, man. We want you to be safe and healthy, but at the same time, go get it, man. Go get it. We believe in you, man. So, uh, you know. I think do it jimmy i really do i i know i've got like i expressed on uh a number of like you know our show here i i know that uh, you know i got a lot of issues with my body and stuff like that but if i didn't think i could do it i wouldn't do it but i guess that's the heart of an athlete right yeah, heart of a warrior, man, you know, so you've got that. I, I know you've got it. I believe in you, man. So, you know, no question there, you know, talking about the comeback, Jerry, the King Lawler, Doug Gilbert, the moon dog, you know, Jacob Fatu, QT Marshall, all these people, it's going to be a great card. I think they even added Scotty to hottie. <laughs> so right? It looks like he's, yeah, it looks like awesome. he was added. So you can actually go directly to him and say, why did you steal our gimmick? But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And yeah, so it looks like he might be signing some autographs or something. But anyway, TCW arrival, Oman Arena, Jackson, Tennessee, February 5th, Saturday night. You got nothing better to do than go see this match. So really, fill this up, not only for the King and, and Doug and, and everyone, but for Wolfie D and his comeback. Because we're never promised tomorrow. So when you have Wolfie and you have one chance to see him in the ring, if you haven't ever seen him, you need to go to this match. I would say hours away would be worth this option of driving and seeing him. So anyway, with that being said, I know you've talked a lot about your comeback. I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. But the one thing I will say is you just sent me a text today, and it was amazing, man. You now have action figures available for purchase, Wolfie. So tell them again how they can get a hold of you to get those. The Pint Size All-Stars, it comes in a double pack, me and Jamie. And it's in a cool little package, man. They did a good job on it. So if they want to get them for me, just message me on Facebook at Born Wolf. Or they can do yeah, the Wolfie you, D thing. Yeah, we will get you in touch with Wolfie. I know your DMs are already blowing up on these orders today. You know. How much is this going to cost me? Because <laughs> I, I got a price. But then I go to the post office, and they're like, this is how much it's going to cost to send. And okay, so yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to do all good. Yeah. Well, I know I've already got my order in. A lot of people are getting their orders in. Honestly, by the time the show drops, you may be half sold out or all gone. Who knows? But the cool thing is, man, you've got a good stock of them right now. Pint Size All-Stars by one of our sponsors, Pro Wrestling Loot. Pro Jeff Wrestling the Loot. Game, yeah. we, we love Jeff y'all. Dino. So, yeah, Jeff. Jeff's a good man. You know, he's a, he's come on as a sponsor. He really supports the Wolfie D podcast as we support Pro Wrestling Loot. So, as always, with our merch Merchandise. We have Pro Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com slash LiveWolfieD. Ever need anything cool from us, you can go to that page and grab one of our most recent t-shirts. Our best seller is the PG-13 magazine cover or the <laughs> Don't Diss the Man or We'll Bum Rush Your Mother. That's our, our number one seller. So. Uh -huh. So anyway, the cool thing is now, today, right now, WWE is PG-13. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. So we may extend on to the Nation of Domination a little later in the year, but right now today we are doing the WWE's PG-13 watch along. So to start out, the time frame is September 95. You had been working teams like the Heavenly Bodies, Tracy Smothers, Jesse James Armstrong, and the Techno Team 2000. Now, aside from the Techno Team 2000, what are the things that you guys learn from teams like the Bodies and Smothers and Brian? What are you getting from those teams? Man, just just learning from them. I mean, those guys have been in the business so long. It was like, like I, I've said a hundred times on here, those guys taught me how to wrestle. I, they taught me how to wrestle. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all you have to say. Unfortunately, you know, Trace Smothers has passed. I know that he would have been on our show. Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey has also passed. But Tom Pritchard, you know, Dr. John Richards, uh, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, you guys are always welcome to come on the show. So don't let us stop you here. Come on and, and talk to us. I have put in contact in for both of those guys. So maybe down the line, we'll get them on here. So now at that time in USWA, you know, you guys had gone from winning the titles, but you were second to the main event. Now at this time, y'all are the top dogs in USWA. You had blossomed in to one of the best teams in wrestling. At that time, did you feel that or were you just constantly growing in your mind? What were your thoughts? Honestly, it was like, in my mind, and I know Jamie's mind too, it was a different era and I did not know I knew yeah. we were over in Memphis and Louisville and all that stuff, but we were a great tag team. We really were. Yeah. And yeah. if it were today and, and to be on the internet and all that stuff, they'd have talked about us a lot more. It was like, to me, it was just like a job, a nine to five job, honestly. That's what it felt like to me back then. It was, it was like, all right, we're going to Memphis tonight. We're going to Louisville tomorrow. Right. We're going right. to Evansville, going to wherever, buddy, book, fucking Thursday and Friday. We're going to TV, then we're going to Nashville, and then we're going to fucking sleep Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the mentality. It really was yeah. for me. So six days of nonstop and one day of sleep. When you're young, yeah. that's a little easier. I can't imagine that life oh, now. but <laughs> Way easier. Yeah. You know, hangovers didn't hurt. I'm not saying you had hangovers, <laughs> but <laughs> hangovers didn't hurt. <laughs> I had plenty where I didn't even go to sleep, but yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, living a little bit of that lifestyle, you know, would put a sane man down and, you know, a, a strong man down, I should say. In your case, though, 
it was part of the lifestyle, I imagine. You know, that's what you did as a wrestler, and that's kind of why, you know, we as fans are always idolizing wrestlers because they live lives that we can't. Now, again, you all are actually still human, so, you know, it can wear and tear on you, I would imagine. But who were some of the, like, veterans at that time that I, I know, you know, you were talking about the heavenly bodies, but at that time, who were some of the veterans that you all uh, took from as far as, like, just advice. I know Jamie's a million year veteran at this time, but who were some of the, the veterans that you all took from at this time? Man, the people that I, that I hung around a little bit, and it, it, it wasn't even that many people. And I would, at that time, yes, I'd sit up there and, and we talked about this, of me watching Lawler. Jamie would not come up there with me. I don't, not that I asked him to and not that he denied to, but right. every night at the Midhouse Coliseum, I'd sit upstairs, and when Lawler got in the ring, I'm up there watching. Dude, yeah. in a, it, you have to understand there was a, a point where the fans couldn't come up and they couldn't see or anything like that, but there were still seats. Right. And you could sit up there, and I would watch him all the time, and I just uh, understood what he was doing, man. I just understood yeah. what he was doing. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, getting to sit there and watch one of the goat, I mean, I'm just saying, you. it's like, you know, I like I said, he's on the Mount Rushmore for me because of overall his just, not only his lasting legacy and ability, but at the same time, dude just did it. And he did it so well. And to be able to pull from that by just watching his matches. But was he the kind of guy that was talkative in the locker room? Or was he off to himself in the locker room? Always, always. He had his own dressing room. And, and if you were working him, I promise he wouldn't talk to you till about shit, five minutes before you go out. Hey, we'll do this. Yeah. We'll do that. Okay, boom. We go out there and then we have this like incredible match because he just knew he had that thing about him where you can just feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. You can feel the crowd and know what to do. And he just did. And yeah. everybody always, said, oh, you're working all right. All right. Talk to him about five minutes before you go there. And, and that's <laughs> awesome to me. That's so awesome to me. Yeah. Well, hey, man, when you can walk and talk, that is always impressive to me, in my opinion. So, yeah, so on, kind of on with this, you guys, on the 2nd of October of 95, you guys worked the smoking guns at the Coliseum, and you actually right. won via DQ because of interference from the Techno Turd, I mean, Techno Team 2000, uh, when they <laughs> interfered. Right. Do you remember that time frame to where the guns actually came to you guys? Like you said, everybody's come through Memphis. Yeah, it was a trade-out. They let us go up there, you know, we get our win uh, against Sunny. Rogers and the other guy, Al Brown. Right. It was a good bat. Smoking yeah. guns and guns come to Memphis. And we had a, you know, good match, but thank God everybody had enough wherewithal to understand that they couldn't beat us. So, yeah, yeah. it was like a DQ match or something. A schmoz or whatever. Is that what they call that? A schmoz? <laughs> yeah. So now technically the raw matches had already been recorded. You guys did those in Michigan and you recorded those two matches already, but they have not aired yet. Now, on this night that you guys beat the guns in the Coliseum, the same time on Raw, that is y'all's first match 
on Raw. So I would imagine that's kind of crazy. You know, it's not like you could stay home and watch it, <laughs> you know. So at the same time, y'all are in the Coliseum wrestling and, and overall uh, beating the guns. You're actually on Raw at the same time because you had recorded the matches on September 25th, 1995, but they actually aired on the 2nd of October and then later on on the 16th of October on the Raw against the guns. So we're going to watch both matches today in a watch along. But but I want to kind of get a little more info on some things just before that. So first off, who was the contact for WWF at that time? Was it Lawler? Who was your initial contact? Yeah, Lawler got this new deal. And, and was he just like, hey, guys, I got you a couple matches at WWF? Or what was his initial contact with you on that? Was how the conversation went or anything like that but he did on the first show i remember because you know a lot of he's an artist and uh right. he shaved my head so the uh the haircut that i got is that's Lawler doing that he showed it okay him. nice yeah i like that it, you'll see that in the artwork that i'm using for the advertisement for this podcast so look on our facebook and, and instagram and, and twitter pages and you'll see the image with that haircut so that's awesome with that being said uh, did he say just one shot matches with no promise for anything else essentially or was it just yeah. a trade-off there was no real hey this is it wasn't hey this is a tryout or hey this is your guy's way to go or whatever just hey go do this that's what it was mm -hmm. and that made sense now at that time what was your first thought i mean i think we've talked a little bit about this in the past but when you he says that to you all at that point what's going through your mind are you like hell yeah this is it i mean of course yeah I get to be on Monday Night Raw, and and that was back when uh, you know it had the R A W big letters and all this stuff. And uh, right. the funny thing too was we didn't know that they were gonna because you know the, the interpromotional thing did not happen for a long time. You don't talk about the other promotion, but right. we didn't bring our back. we didn't know we weren't supposed to, and like <laughs> we walked out. On that first match, they said, the USWA Tag Team Champions, and we have no fucking belt. But okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that would have been really cool and unprecedented in your mind because, you know, I've heard you say this before. You were like, they'll never let us take those titles out on TV. They're, they're not going to recognize us as champions. Of right. Life. And that makes total sense. Now, this is a question I've always been curious about. Did you all always have the USWA titles with you, or did you all leave them with Randy Hales or somebody and they kept them? Was that your responsibility no, to keep them? Honestly, we usually uh, kept them in our bags. Okay. We did. Okay. Uh, that's an old school thing, man, of uh, yeah. people saying, Fuck, I don't want the belt. I don't want that extra weight. But Right. Yeah, yeah, we kept them for a long time. Yeah, because I've heard that before, you know, like, I don't really want to be champion because I don't want an extra 20 pounds in my bag of this nickel right. gold-plated leather belt. But, you know, I've always been curious about that because in certain cases, to me, it made more sense for the wrestler to carry them because if you were going to do some kind of signing or event, you obviously would want to have the belts with you and not stuck in a box right. waiting for you to show up to TV. So that makes sense. So anyway, long story short on that one, you know, obviously your thoughts are like, this is amazing. Now, when you got there, 
and you walked in the door. Now, you've told me the times of Jamie just kind of no-selling everybody. Did you kind of follow suit, or were you trying to still maintain your own thing and say, hey, look, I'm at least going to cover half the base on this? But when you initially all walk in the locker room at the WWF, how was that for <laughs> you? I always tried to, uh, you know, initiate the base, as you said it. Right. He had hung out with the guys. And Jim Ross even said this on his podcast. They weren't as, they were good, but they weren't as good as they thought they were. I think a lot of that, I mean, yeah, I really do. Yeah. You know, I wasn't around these guys, man. I wasn't. I was just a kid, man. Right. Just coming in right. and had some talent and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, yeah, that's yeah. my yeah, and that right there, folks, is the reason of the blah, blah, blah t-shirt that you can purchase right now on Pro Wrestling Tees. Wolfie D says blah, blah, blah more than anybody I've ever heard, and it is now trademarked by Live and in Color with Wolfie D. <laughs> that is the exact reason. I love it, man. Don't ever change it, please. It's going to blow up t-shirts. Yeah, you you just wrap up a sentence. You don't, you know, it's like, hey, I don't need to do all this other talking here. You just say blah, blah, blah. It's perfect. And I made it a t-shirt, and it's available Pro Wrestling Tees right now. Okay, <laughs> on with that now. We are going into our first watch-along. Now, this is PG-13 versus Al Brown and Sonny Rogers. This is on YouTube. You can find it under PG-13's WWF debut, 1995. There are two versions of this. This one is the one that is 4 minutes and 50 seconds. It has 1,000 views. I'm not going to name the owner of the video because I don't want to you know, have it shut down on us, but let's get it pulled up here, Wolfie. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have you do the countdown for us. Okay. Where you do a three, two, one and go for the people. So give me just a second to get everything pulled up here. Whenever you're ready, Wolfie, you, you do the countdown. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Oh yeah. There's ring. That big raw background, and here we're coming <laughs> out, just doing Look our shit. Look at you, man. Look at you. <laughs> Talk was yeah. Look at that crowd. That was awesome. I know, man. That is awesome, dude. You know, they don't even show all of the crowd these days. But he couldn't even rap as he had to. <laughs> it's like why did he get the mic did they just dictate that he had the mic or did he just grab it okay i think he just took it yeah okay man those hats are always available at every arcade in the country uh probably yeah. around five thousand tickets yeah and yeah you guys remember and what a good what a good interview right here yeah, yeah. I told you the story. Of, they gave us a, uh, a tram to thing that we were supposed to read, and we told them, no, no, we're not doing that. No, and we did our own thing. Now, tell me, did you get to meet with Sonny and, and, and Al before the match? Were you able to talk with them? or is that yeah, we I was always told, man, even though they were job guys and that was their job for that, make them look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Look at that. Beautiful double team move. There's him shaking his booty there. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Damien was good. I think, man. yeah, he was good. He fucked this up, though. Watch this. He was supposed to drop an elbow right there, and he didn't. Oh, uh, okay. No. I love it. But I swear, I was always taught, I don't care if it's job guys or not. This is a, They wanted us to get over, you know, don't just, don't kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Unless why? You need to bend. Oh, dude, that was Who a great move. I love you. Somebody yeah. that can't fucking do nothing, why would you fucking do them? Doesn't make yeah, you look exactly. good. It doesn't. You got to beat somebody to beat somebody. Um, those famous uh, pants, too. Look how. Minute, Vince can't remember who is Wolfie and who is Jamie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all look like you fit there, though. You know what I'm saying? You've got the vibe. You got it, man. I mean, so I'm getting out of place. Guys that are putting me over, I'm giving them something. Yeah, yeah. I'll give them something. Yeah. Oh, he's coming in like a house of fire. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> uh, bam. Nice. <laughs> Catch a little breath, show a little something there. And this right here, I don't like this. I mean, the move's good or whatever, but this was Killer Kowalski. I'm going to lie. Killer Kowalski was like, no, you must distract the referee and do this. And blah, blah. I didn't like it like that. Yeah. Not that against any fucking super veteran, but I didn't right. see the point in that. But they made us do that. Right. That makes, yeah, I get what you're saying. You were like hark, rocking a hard place. No reason why I had to do that move uh, with a referee distraction, but yeah, yeah. Falsy said it was because he was the guy for this match. And then here's Didn't the. Want to put in, uh, oh, a great move! Great move! Always a classic. Three, there it is, baby. Yeah. Great match. Booty bump. Kids hate you. Yeah. Yep. Great job. That was awesome. You know, so, okay, now, after that, you're walking to the back. What are they saying to you? Uh, honestly, man, I don't remember. I really don't. I don't think anybody yeah. said anything, like, important. Yeah, I don't remember. Right. <laughs> I get it. Well, okay, so you go, Sonny Rogers, Al Brown, you know, you, you've won this match now, and essentially it's earned you the title shot with the smoking guns. Now, with right. that being said, are you at this point thinking long-term on this, or are you still in the mindset of, hey, we're here for a cup of coffee, This is just we're just going to look as good as we can, and we'll be gone tomorrow. Is that kind of the thinking that you still have, or are you uh, feeling good about yourself after that match? 
I mean, I felt great about myself after that match. That was my first, you know, I got to go to WWE. Uh, yeah. Get a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, I knew what the outcome was going to be, but, right. you know. I mean, do you, uh, do you at that point, do you all directly, because I know this was recorded the same night here, do you all directly go to now the guns and start talking about y'all's match? Is that where you're at with it? On these dual recording nights, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. That was a long time ago, and I, I yeah, honestly no, don't. and I get it. Yeah, you did bring up Killer Kowalski. Was he your agent, or did he just kind of hang out and give y'all advice when it was needed, or something? He was, he was the agent okay. on that match. You know, fuck. How do you go against what he's saying? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, right. I wanted it to be right, but then he was like, oh, you need to do the, the, the bulldog spot off the top. I didn't like that. I mean, why yeah. would you have to just referee for it? But whatever. Did he think it would put heat on the ref? Is that what his thoughts were? I'm not sure what he thought. I'm really not. Yeah. I'm really not. Yeah. I was, in my mind, very in disagreement with it. Yeah. And you put plenty of matches together, not only for yourself, but others. So being questionable about it, I mean, that makes sense, you know. Plus, I agree. Uh, you know, teams nowadays are doing that exact same stuff where the other guy comes in, cheats a little bit, and gets back out, you know. I'll tell you, man, I, uh, there was a time with uh, OVW, you know, Danny Davis, the guy that made it. And one night I said to him, I said, hey, instead of, you know, let's do this, duck this, and we come back and do this. He said, no, absolutely not. I said, why? <laughs> he said, because you're the heels or with baby faces. And the the sequence of the moves didn't make sense to me. I, I thought, man, let's do this. Yeah. It'll bring a pop. That the, the people pop when they're not expecting something, right? So I brought a uh, little spot to him, and uh, he's like, "Nah, we're the baby faces." Blah blah blah. Okay, <laughs> they do it all the time now, so yeah. that's why yeah. I think again one of those other things of we were uh, before our time. Yeah. Yeah. God, dude, I would love to see you all wrestling, you know, FTR or or even some of these like Penta and Ray Phoenix or the Briscoes. I would love to see that. I've even seen people comment on that on your page. I would love to see y'all wrestle the Briscoes. I just think y'all would have had a great match. But again, at the same time, I feel like you all could have wrestled broomsticks and made it look good. So, you know, that's kind of where y'all were. Now, at this point in your time, how are you feeling, man? You know, we talk so much about your current. Are you feeling like a million bucks at this time? Do you have any nagging injuries? Or are you just like, hey, let's do this every night. I've got calluses where they need to be. Right. Are you talking about today or then? Then. No, I'm, I'm fine. You couldn't hurt me then. If you did, I'd still go <laughs> there and fucking do it. You'd never know it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, hey, I think we're ready to watch the second match here. This is the Smoking Guns. And we'll watch that match. This one is on YouTube. And this one is called 
It is called Smoking Guns versus PG-13 WWF Tag Team Titles. It is 7 minutes and 11 seconds, I do believe. And it is 23,000 views if you need a, a way to find that. So anyway, I'll give you a chance to pull that up. We'll be right back. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. All right, we're back. PG-13 versus the Smoking Guns on WWF Raw. This appeared on October 16th, 1995. It is on YouTube under Smoking Guns versus PG-13 WWF Tag Team Titles. The time frame's on at 7 minutes and 11 seconds. It has 23,000 views. That is the match. You will see the links for both of these matches in the description of the show. You can actually click on it and listen and watch at the same time. So whenever you're ready wolfie just count us down and we will watch this match all right three two one go here we come i got that uh look haircut look at you man yeah top dog <laughs> cocks of the walk right here <laughs> Another live promo, man. That's awesome. Another promo. Look at her. I love it. He's got a different hat on in the ring, too. So he's had multiple hats. (laughs) All right. Here they come. These boys are big, man. These boys Mm -hmm. are big. You look at them against us. It's funny. Yeah, man. Check him out. And you got uh, the OJ thing was going on. So funny. Right. Yeah, they're pretending like they're following OJ. It's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Rest in peace. Black. You get to meet Gorilla Black. Monsoon? Gorilla, yeah. Yeah. They call it the gorilla position. He has a position. Yep. All right. <laughs> I'm locked. Big ass motherfuckers. Oh. 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 Big talk. Big talk. I can leapfrog those. Oh. <laughs> Oh, 
Do they call that like the, what do they call that? The inter, one, two, three tackle drop down kind of thing? Is that the international or something? It's called the Tennessee Tippy Toe. Yeah, I know that one. That's a great one. That's what just happened. Love That's that. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Those are two big guys, man. They make us look good some. <laughs> they make us look good <laughs> They're huge, uh, man. They are. Good Lord. Jamie's going to do his, uh, my favorite spot. I love it. <laughs> What's funny spot. is that. You know, you know karate? Yeah. Yeah, he's a black belt. And, oh, boom. Big old boy, nice. man. Look, oh, oh, yeah, get it. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, my God. Funny stuff, man. Like a long I love commentary and uh, oh, that was stiff. Oh, yeah, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Huge guys, man. Yeah, very huge guy. <laughs> very huge guy. Jesus. Great spot right here. Uh, uh, watch me. Look. Yeah. Uh. Knock Jamie on. Look. <laughs> oh, call, beautiful. We used to call this cat and mouse. Okay. Okay. Be, run away, then another uh, guy comes in and does it. Now, that's a real reason to distract the ref right there, you know. I love that. Jamie's <laughs> blown up. up, so he tags me. <laughs> He's like, get yeah. in here, Wolfie. He's so blown up. Get tagged me. <laughs> Back at me doing shit because Jamie's so blown up. Yeah, you go into a car. This is a multi-segment match, man. People are all about these matches today, multi-segments. So, Boom. Good. That was good. How were those guys as far as guys? Like good pretty good dudes? Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. They oh, just dude. didn't want to sell too much for us. But right, right. Here's the here, road warrior pop out right there. Here, favorite spot. Look at that bump. Shit. I love it. I love it. I can't. I love it. That's Memphis right there, baby. <laughs> okay. 
Look at those slams, though, when we hit the mat. That mat was so hard because they had Yoko Center. They had all the guys that were, like, seriously breaking the ring. This right, hurt. right. Oh, that fucking hurt, I promise you. I believe it, man. That fucking hurt. How did you... How did you like the ropes versus the nor- like the 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 steel cable ropes? Didn't really matter. Or? Honestly, it was all the same. I yeah. just know that yeah. that ring was so hard. Oh my god, that ring was so hard. Cause they dude, that looks yeah. Because of Yoko Zuna and all those other her. guys that were yeah realistic. Breaking the rings. Oh, my God. That's a great match. Great match. Enjoyed that. You know, it, what's funny is I was looking at the smoking gun. That looks like dudes you see in anywhere now with mullets and jeans t- you know, tucked into their boots and stuff. That looks like your neighbor, <laughs> neighbor's right. kid or whatever. That style has come back pretty hardcore. Okay, so that was awesome man so you know you guys really showed out right there i think you showed your abilities i'm sure the guns enjoyed it you know who knows if they thought of it ever again or if they you know but have you talked to billy later on and talked about that match ever or was it just a one and done thing and you were just like yeah never talk about that again that was one and done man yeah. Okay. So you walked to the back after that match. You wrestled two matches t- that night. Now you said that Bruce Pritchard kind of shut it all down. Was there ever any thoughts? I mean, were in your mind at that point you were thinking, okay, Pritchard shut it down. There's no way we'll get to talk to the boss man. Is that kind of the way I, it was, or had you? We had a job. I've talked to you about the thing with uh, the old man. What's his name? Shit, I can't think of it right this second, but I thought there was something going on, but Bruce did not. They loved everything, but they were like, they're too little. Pat Patterson is who you were thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so they saw your size as a detriment again a year later, you know, everywhere there are luchadors and lightweight cruiserweight guys right there was jamie noble paul london who not your gimmick but honestly you guys were bigger than them and they were multi-time tag team champ you know the entertainment business is right place at the right time right and that's that's just how it is i guess right i mean that's just the way things go i mean (laughs) you know Yeah. Well, you know, that being said, you will get another time in the WWF, and we will talk about that at a later date. We will go over your Nation of Domination run in full. I know we did that with D'Lo. I know we did that with Savio, but this will be solely with Wolfie D, and I want to cover from the USWA Nation to the WWF Nation to the leaving and all that, but we will talk about that on another show. Honestly, this has, you know, been a great show. We got to do some alternate commentary for two matches that are pretty daggone legendary in PG-13 lore. You know, well within the abilities that you guys showed there, you could have easily been WWF superstars, but as it were, was not in the stars at that point. 
pretty much nothing else to say on that as far as the WWF. You go back to USWA, you have multiple time tag runs, you continue on feuds with familiar faces that we've talked about a million times, only to lead to you all going back north to WWF a little later in the next year. With that being said, though, I think our next thing is, you know, let's go ahead and do some current affairs sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. What do you say to that? Let's do it, baby. All right, DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. Love it in color. It's a current affair. Love it in color. All right, we're back with current affairs. Today, because of the WWF show, I'm doing WWE, WWF-based current affairs. Now, I know most of the time they take up the current affairs anyway because they are the number one show, but but honestly, there's been a lot of news with them lately, good or bad. I'm going to start with the bad because, to me, it sucks. Recently, you know, there have been cuts all year long and previous to this year to 2021, and I feel like they'll probably continue to make cuts to to make themselves more viable for a possible purchase. But that being said, they cut some great names in the back office where I think they are so needed. Recently, they released William Regal, Samoa Joe, Ring of Honor original Gabe Sapolsky, There were several others mentioned, but the main one I thought that was the really crappy one, other than William Regal, was Road Dog Jesse James, Brian James Armstrong. Your buddy, what are your thoughts on these, man? They're cutting all these knowledgeable veterans from the back office. I mean, it makes me think there's, you know, just no no valuing anything lately. They do not want, it seems like they don't want wrestlers. Um, it's a whole different ball game, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. right. You know, all this stuff that we have come to know now, uh, the wrestling business is not the wrestling business no more. It's the sports entertainment. Just, uh, it's a whole different scenario. That's all I can say about it. I mean, you let those people go. Yeah. It just shows what you want it to do. Yeah. It seems to me that they don't value any kind of wrestling, like you said, wrestlers or wrestling knowledge or anyone that, you know, can help them. I know Brian James, I know he's had a lot to do with the women's division. He's helped NXT. You know, I think possibly the change in NXT caused a lot of these guys to be gone. Unfortunately, I think a lot of this was predicted, but it's like Triple H's guys are being cut. These are his men that he uses below him and actually counts on them. And it feels like, you know, they're almost getting to the point where I don't think Triple H is going to be cut, but who knows if he may quit. I mean... He's married to the daughter of the boss, but at the same time, when is it told to him that enough is enough? He, you know, we don't need you anymore. But anyway, yeah, a very weird situation. Yeah, very weird situation. Well, anyway, that's our first current affair. Our second one is interesting too. Recently, you know, we've talked about this thing called the forbidden door being knocked open by, you know, companies working together like they did in the territory days. But recently it was announced that Mickey James, the current Impact Knockouts champion, is going to be competing in the Women's Royal Rumble. 
So, you know, that's news in itself. Mickey's awesome. Good for her. But that being said, that has opened up the opportunity for possible surprises from other companies in the men's Royal Rumble. You know, they always try to get wrestlers, you know, comebacks and stuff. So the rumor is, is that Wolfie D is making his comeback to the Royal Rumble. I'm just kidding. But it would be cool. So call him up. <laughs> I think you could go out for somebody, couldn't you? You could do that safely. Yeah. I'll go out there and do that as soon as they call me. <laughs> I know. I think that's what they need to do. So Vince or Nick Khan or whoever makes those decisions, give us a call. Bruce Pritchard, I think you'll see that something to wrestle with is Wolfie D. But anyway, we'll go with that. So long story short, Bill After was recently quoted. He thought he could possibly see someone from AEW showing up in the Royal Rumble. Names mentioned were Billy Gunn, Chris Jericho, and Maxwell Jacob Friedman, a.k.a. MJF. Now, I don't see the MJF thing because the reason I think Mickey was picked is because they know she's a great hand and she knows the WWF way of doing things, right? So, in theory, I could see Billy Gunn or I could see possibly Chris Jericho, but I don't see anyone else that doesn't have that background from WWE, right? I mean, they don't want to have to train somebody to get into the Rumble. Yeah, I don't think they would do that. Um, there's a... Uh to bring someone with an impact to do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Somebody that'll make an impact, a little pop, and then they'll, they'll right. go out pretty... I don't know, man. It would be pretty crazy if they picked someone from AEW anyway, to me. Crazier things have happened, but that is 100% their biggest competitor right now. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, the Royal Rumble it has seen its better days, in my personal opinion. You know, like the 1997 Royal Rumble, who can forget that my homie Wolfie D and his homie J.C. Ice came out there two or three times. And I love it. it. This just brings up a great memory for me. Y'all picked the perfect camera angle to be on. I was like, those guys are no dummies. <laughs> they they knew how to pick where the camera was pointed. <laughs> I saw that red light. Hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's called putting yourself over, because if they're not going to do it, you've got to, right? <laughs> All right. So the next current affair, and this one is the last one for the day before we wrap the show up. Now, Sports Kita, your old friend Sports Kita, who made you go viral with the John Cena stole the gimmick, recently reported some interesting news. We've all known that there's a possibility of WWE being sold, possibly to NBC, possibly to Disney. But there is actually rumored to be a new name in the game as far as a purchase in that The Rock may be the head of WWE, that maybe The Rock would end up purchasing the WWE with the backing of NBC. It's kind of crazy to think about, but it's also not that crazy to think about. Long story short, there's ties with Nick Khan and The Rock. The Rock's also a megastar making tons of money. With the backer, I could see it possibly happening. What do you think about that, man? Any thoughts on that? You never know in the wrestling business. You really don't. I mean... yeah. That, what you're telling me sounds good. Haven't heard any of that, but wrestling business has changed so much. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. Yeah. Well, no, and that's a, that's a great point, man. Who knows what's going to happen? I do know what's going to happen is this show has been awesome. People are going to enjoy it. And we're going to have about a billion downloads on it. So thanks again so much for you, Wolfie D, for watching these matches along with us today. That is it for the current affairs. 
Don't forget, got the Pint Size All-Stars. Contact Warren Wolf on Facebook or Wolfie D or live and in color with Wolfie D. Contact us anywhere. We'll get you in touch with him, and I'll get you them figures sent to you directly. It'll happen. Just make the contact, and we'll make sure somebody gets in touch with you. Also, Pro Wrestling Tees. Don't forget to support our sponsors, Pro Wrestling Loot, Benji Bowie, buy a house. You need a house. The market's never been better. Go talk to Ben Bowie. And also, if you're in the Spring Hill, Tennessee area, do not forget to stop by Coach's Corner and Sports Grill. They are 100% a great sponsor for the podcast. We love them. They have some of the best burgers. You know, Wolfie, we were talking about the last time we got by there having those burgers. They had so many awesome selections. And then they had wings. And then they had salads. And then they had all this great food, man. I, I left there stuffed. I couldn't eat another bite. I, I don't know how you felt, man, but... I'm with you on that. I love Eric Byford. I love Benji Bowie. Jeff Dino. For yeah. wrestling we, love, guys. we love Nick from Captain's Corner. We love all the podcasts that support us as well as we support them. That being said, though, Wolfie, tell the people what's up. Hey, just want to thank everybody. If you want the figures, contact me on Facebook, Warren Wolf, and all our sponsors. I just I love the people that have helped us out. It's so good. Yeah, and thank them so much. And honestly, that couldn't be said any better. We are Wolfie D, Jimmy Street, live and in color. Thank y'all. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. The podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics, to superstar interviews, to action figure expertise. This team does it all, and all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, booty call and Athena, go to lostwrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way 
way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. From Russia, mother. Utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping reasons. First white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks from over one or data. Not here to play games, so you better be right. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When my finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.